For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Ethan Skolnick. Welcome to the Five on the Floor podcast on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Make sure to check out Five Reasons Sports. Spell it out, fivereasonsports.com for all your latest heat news, but also Dolphins news, Hurricanes news. Inner Miami has just started. we got spring training starting up in Jupiter with the Marlins. And, of course, the Panthers are making a playoff push like they are every year. Before we get to today's episode, I want to tell you about one of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that's the Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm. You can find them at onecalllegal.com. Again, that's O-N-E, calllegal.com. They've got someone there 24 hours a day to handle your gay case, whether it's immigration, personal injury, slip and fall, sports law. They handle just about everything over at Seltzer Mayberg. They're based right there in North Miami just before the Golden Glades, but they handle cases from all over the state. So check out the Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm. That's onecalllegal.com. And now today's episode welcome to five on the floor a miami heat and nba podcast from ethan skolnick with alvon sydney aka alf 954 brought to you by the five reasons sports network all right ethan skolnick back with alfon sydney we're both kind of on the move today so we apologize in advance if there are some audio issues uh, we were trying to find a time to do this for the three of us. We managed to find two of us. Alex is out shopping for winter clothes. You know, Alex, Alex has never been in cold weather before. He's going to Chicago. Yeah, Chicago in uh, February. That's a that's a pretty uh, pretty extreme first uh, first taste of winter. High of eleven on Friday. It's going to be a high of eleven on Friday. I haven't. Told I, he has him. no I, idea. I don't know if he checks yet. He has no, no idea. He, he has no idea. No, he he doesn't understand. It's always well. First thing, happy birthday to me. This is always my birthday weekend. I'm always flying my damn birthday. Uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna be 21 for the 27th time. But th- <laughs> this weekend is always the coldest weekend of the year. Always traditionally, going back to my youth. And so we were in Toronto four years ago, and it was so cold. It was the coldest day in Toronto history. Toronto history. Jeez. Okay. Sedano so, so and I we decided they have these underground tunnels that they would direct you to the game, but I kept getting lost, okay? Like, I, I couldn't find the signs. And so, basically, at one point, George Sonato and I decided we went to get, you know, some, something to eat and a drink, some along those lines. And we're like, let's pop outside for a second and just see how bad it is. Yeah. Almost died. <laughs> then also, that also, New York, they had it in New York a few years ago. It was the coldest day in New York history for that particular day. And now we're going to Chicago. And, and people always ask this question, why is it not in Miami? Well, the reason it's not in Miami is for years and years and years and years. Uh, it hasn't been in Miami since 1990. 1990, okay? The premier destination yeah. in the league. 1990. Well, the reason was that he didn't want it for a long time. Um, and, you know, because what, what the, the, I don't know if the league still does this, but they basically control the tickets, right? So you end up pissing off all your season ticket holders because you don't end up giving the tickets to the people who are there all the time. So the Heat was kind of against it for years. And then there was always the boat show conflict over at the convention center. But I, I had heard about three, four years ago that things had thawed enough 
that the, the, the Heat was interested in it, but they still have not gotten in there. It's like they give it to L.A. every other year, and, and Miami can't get in the mix. It's in Indiana next year. So I don't know if it's ever going to be in Miami. But anyway, let's wild, get to the Heat. Wild weekend in Indiana. That, oh, and okay. well, and that's, that's going to that's that's be yours. the one I'm able to go to, by the way, of course. Yeah, that's yours because you, could, you couldn't go this year. You were, you were second on the list. You couldn't go. So Alex and Akaias will go with me. All right, so here's um, what we want to get to today. We're going to touch a little bit on last night's game, which both of us watched. It was just too late to, to pod after it. And then we'll get to this MB Jimmy Butler story. So the, the first part on last night's game, I mean, I mean the first takeaway is home space is awful. We knew that. Um, you know, barring that little blip from Wiggins at one point, I guess it was in the third quarter where you're afraid he was going to go crazy like he did in Minnesota this year. Draymond Green is, is, a, is a supersized role player. He doesn't fit on, on this particular team. Um, the Warriors are not very good. So I don't want to make very much of this, um, but I will say there were some encouraging things. Um, the Heat picked up Jay Allen at the break, as in Jay Crowder. Uh, I don't know where all this three-point shooting is coming from, Alf, and I'm not expecting it to last. But I like everything else. Um, I love the fact that Andre Iguodala was, what, a plus 25 while scoring two points yes. last night. Uh, yes. The two acquisitions look terrific, and they look really good. Iguodala was Jimmy Butler. The, what, what I saw, um, like you said, the plus minus on both of those guys, Kelly seems to fit very well with those guys. That bench seems to be co- uh, coalescing very well together. And – what I like to see is that when they come in, you it's it's it's, ne- it's not you're never worried about this guy's ability to be consistent on a basketball court. Like you know what you're gonna get from Jay Crowder, the consistent effort. You know what you're gonna get from uh, Andre Iguodala. You know you're gonna get that effort. You're gonna get uh, the defense. You're gonna get guys flying around. Um, this is something actually John Carlos Navas pointed out on Twitter, and I had noticed while I was watching it. The way that these guys switch so effort, effort, effortless, effort, effortlessly on screens, which is something that the Heat have not been doing. Um, they've been doing. Um, they've they've been running over screens and they've been leaving a lot of guys open. It's been leading a lot, a, to a lot of penetration from these guys on the perimeter who are not the strongest defenders. So what you're seeing now is, it feels like Heat basketball more when you see those two guys on the floor. And it also just it feels like it, it just doesn't feel like there's this drop off or oh my which James Johnson are we gonna get tonight or look there's only three guys available on the bench. What this move did more than anything is stabilize. I feel like it has stabilized that bench. It stabilized the team as a whole. It feels like the lineups that's because of guys like Iguodala and 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 uh, Jay Crowder and. Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, when you have those kinds of guys all over the floor, it feels like you're, you're getting consistent minutes. You're getting lineups that constantly make sense. Whereas when you're hoping maybe James Johnson can come in and give you a little bit of something, you're, maybe Deion Waiters is going to give you five good minutes and five bad minutes. Hopefully Justice Winslow plays. With, with these guys, the last couple games, it just felt like, wow, a complete cohesive team. Um, now there was that one nineteen to two run in the third quarter, but for the most part they controlled the game and they kind they just it just looked like a cohesive unit and it was nice to see for the first time in a while. Well, they don't have two guys yet either. That's the thing, and and I want to get into the lineup that they used yesterday because still no Tyler Hero, no still no Myers Leonard. Um, I had suggested that maybe Spoelstra put Jay Crowder in the lineup instead of Kelly Olynyk 
Uh, instead, what he decided to do was when he put Jimmy Butler back, he put uh, he, he he left Derek Jones Jr. in to play the four, to play those four minutes with Bam. I wonder if we'll see more of that because Olenek played one of his better games yesterday. It's funny. You can isolate Kelly Olenek's season to like five games. Yep. He's played five really good games this season where like it's still in there. So like all the other excuses that we've made, okay, maybe he's not over the knee. Maybe he doesn't have the same role he had before. Like, okay, he's managed to put that aside five times this season. So it exists, but you just he can't get to it consistently. But he was much better last night. Um, I, I, I will, and, and we're going to touch on Kendrick Dunn in a second. But as far as the lineups go, uh, do you anticipate, again, assuming that none is going to stay in the lineup, do you anticipate Myers just goes back into the starting lineup? And when that happens, so what happens next, right? Because you're going to be bringing DJJ, Jay Crowder, and Iguodala off the bench. You talk about switchable. Uh, that's as switchable <laughs> as it gets. But, but you still need minutes, right? I mean, Olenek's the backup big, and you still need minutes for Dragic and Hero. That's 11, right? So it's Legit not 10, 11. it's 11. Legit 11, they're, right now they're legit 11 deep with a guy like Solomon Hill that can play spot minutes. And here's the thing, if when Myers Leonard comes back, I, one, I, I wholeheartedly agree that he needs to go back in a starting lineup because that starting lineup is one of the most successful lineups in the league, numbers-wise. On-off numbers, net rating, everything. They are, they are a very potent lineup. So I would not mess with that success. But what you're, the, the, what you're talking about with these – with the rest of the guys, it that's where it's going to get a little bit difficult. But what I all what I do see happening, and what you saw a little bit of last night, is longer rest periods for Bam, longer rest periods for Jimmy, where it doesn't look like a total disaster because those guys are off the floor. So it doesn't ne- the the minutes don't necessarily have to come from Tyler Hero and Dragic, who Dragic actually should probably be playing a few less minutes himself. Some of these minutes can come from guys who've been playing too much. So it doesn't necessarily have to be Derrick Jones Jr. gets his minutes cut, cut in half. It can, it can mean four less minutes for Bam where maybe he's averaging under 30 minutes a game. Jimmy Butler's down at 28 minutes a game. If we could see something like that, I mean, I don't think it'll be that low, but if we could see those guys eat into their minutes instead of, say, instead of, say a Tyler Hero, then – I think that's just going to be good for the team in the long run because I was actually uh, they were talking about the, the Milwaukee Bucks. There's not a player on the Bucks that averages over 30 minutes except for Gian, for Giannis, and he averages 31. To me, that's a winning formula going into the postseason. And the Heat have the kind of well, depth. that was the Toronto that was the Toronto formula last year too. If you look yes. at their minutes, uh, and how they, they kept the minutes they? down. Well, right, and you look at the historically that's been the San Antonio formula uh, for years and years and years and years pop the minutes under 32. I don't think you'll ever see Jimmy get to 28, but I do think what we saw last night was the impact of Jimmy Butler, but also Jimmy Butler on rest. We've had this conversation before. Jimmy looked terrific. Why? The, the jumper, he had his feet set. Why? Because his legs are rested. And, and so I do think we've had this debate already, Alex and I on the pod, to make at the end of the year, do you want to give Jimmy that rest? And now that it looks, okay, now look, anything can happen, okay? But it looks like the Heat may be, may be going for that – end up in that 4-5 matchup, all right? Which uh, – because you look at the way Toronto is playing. I mean, barring a major injury, they have figured it out. I mean, they are playing at an absolutely elite level right now. Everybody's back healthy. 
Uh, I don't know that Boston necessarily slips. I think the Heat can get there, but I think Toronto is going to get the two. So if that's the case, you're looking at a 4-5 matchup with Philadelphia, which is going to set up our next topic. And if that's the case, then it maybe just comes down to home court and how important it is to get Jimmy the rest as opposed to having uh, the home court in the first round. I want to get to one more thing from last night. Kendrick Nunn has not looked good since he's come back. I, I almost feel like at this stage they should just shut him down for this next game let him go into the break, relax, do the rising stars. Uh, he doesn't look comfortable. Now, every rookie goes through shooting slumps. Every player goes through shooting slumps. But there were a couple times yesterday that he looked like he didn't want to shoot, and, and that's not him. I mean, we, yeah. we had the discussion the other way all year. Uh, I, I, I don't, you know, I, to me, I'm looking at it as just a slump. Progression to the team, slumps before. Uh, but he looked, I, I mean, I hate to say, he looked bad last night. Like, he did not look like a good basketball player, and that's really the – this is the first stretch of the season where you felt he looks like a G League guy. The rest of the year, he's looked like a seasoned pro. Are you concerned? I'm not concerned. I'm concerned because I think it's the injury. I don't think it's a slump. Uh, the reason I don't think it's just a slump is because it's not just the shooting that's off. It's all these things that we have been talking about, um, all of the progressions he's made this year, he's, his passing, just the decision-making – getting to the lane, little pocket passes to Bam, things of that nature that he was just doing at such a high level, like month after month after month, getting better and better. He's not even doing those things. So it's just it's not just that his shooting is off. He's not doing any of the things that have... That our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. I have made Kendrick Nunn, Kendrick Nunn, especially over the last um, four to six weeks before he got injured. So to me, if it was a shooting slump, he would still be able to contribute in other ways, but he's not contributing in any way. And I think it's because he's injured. And um, so if that's the case, yeah, I agree with you. I would say sit him down, maybe even take him out of the rising stars challenge. But like, I mean, that's not a, that's not a very, you know, a very strenuous game. So I don't, it's, it'd be fine if he didn't, if he played, but take the all-star break, take off the next couple games, whatever, just get him rested and get that ankle well. Cause an Achilles injury would lead to some of the things that we're seeing if he's not explosive. If he can't get his feet under him on, on the jumper, if he can't get into the lane and make some of those passes that we've seen him learn, that we've seen him make recently, then yeah, that's that sounds more like an injury than a rookie wall to me, right? Yeah, well, and, well, and, and the other question is, and I hate to do this because I'm going up to Chicago. We obviously want to see both guys in the Rising Stars, but I think it's very possible we might not see Hero or none. Hero's already been replaced uh, because, by Colin Sexton. 
Oh, I, I wasn't even aware of that. All right, so Tyler's not even going. So, so yeah, so, uh, you know, that, which is unfortunate. Uh, but, but obviously, uh, you know, if you got to rest, you got to rest. It's kind of a meaningless game. Those guys will be, be up there anyway. I, I, I would like to see Memphis sit against Utah. I, I don't really see the point. Um, you know, you have enough bodies right now, now that Jimmy's back and you've incorporated Crowder. Um, you still have Dragic healthy. I, I say you sit none. Maybe you start Jay, maybe in the lineup. Put Derek, at the, you know, Jimmy at the two and Derek at the three. See what he'll at the four, vice versa. See what he'll yeah, well, for a few minutes. He, 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 right, he'll off the bench. I mean, Utah is very good at home. They're very good in general. Donovan Mitchell is, is a really difficult matchup, obviously. Do you really want Kendrick Nunn chasing him around if he doesn't feel good? I, I felt kind of bad for Kendrick last night. It just, he didn't look like himself. He didn't look like the player for the first half. And I don't think he's saying to draw these conclusions, we should have traded him. It's one. It's it's a it's a bad week. Okay, it's a bad week playing with an injury. Uh, we'll uh, we'll see where it goes. All right, after the break, we're gonna get to Embiid. We're gonna get to Butler. All right, before we get to the second part of our episode, I want to tell you about one of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that's Cervani Men's Custom Clothiers. The phone number is 305-310-2085. It's 305-310-2085. Why Cervani Custom Clothiers? Because if they can get a schlep like me looking pretty decent, which I believe I've looked pretty decent lately, um, then you should go check them out too, okay? They've got just about everything for you there. Uh, she's right down there. We've got to go check out Blanca. She's right down there in South Miami, right about the Shula's 357. She's got a small little office right there, but take care of everything for you. Pick out your clothes. Customize your clothes. Don't buy them off the rack. They don't fit don't look right. When I went to go do WSVN Sports Extra on Sunday, Steve Shapiro, of all people, loud, jacketed Steve Shapiro, looked at me and goes, that's a nice jacket. I didn't think I would ever get a compliment like that from Steve Shapiro. So go check out Blanca. Again, the phone number, 305-310-2085. All right, let's get to the last part of our episode here. Just a couple minutes for this, but we wanted to address it. Um, Joel Embiid, we've talked about this all season. I hate to say we told you so, but we told you so. Um, this thing is imploding in Philadelphia, and it's imploding in part because Joel Embiid doesn't seem to like Ben Simmons, doesn't seem to like Brett Brown, and doesn't seem to like the fans. And we've talked a lot about the Philly fans, and they're the one fan in the league that will turn against you when things don't go bad, and it's why I don't really worry about Philadelphia having home court in the first round, even as good as they've been at home, because if they have one bad quarter, the first quarter of game one, they will start booing their own players and they've already started to boo Embiid a little bit and he didn't like it and so Alf tell the people what Jimmy Butler decided to do well first um Joel goes on Instagram and says uh one of that line from Batman where you stick you you stick around long enough to become the villain basically saying uh he's become the villain in Philadelphia so Jimmy Butler ever the opportunist in the uh, in the vein of his uh, mentor Dwayne Wade, uh, goes into the goes into Joel's mentions and says, "I know a place where villains are welcome," meaning Miami, of course, because you know we uh, this team has embraced the villain mentality. And then Joel Embiid comes back and says, "Damn right, my brother," which got the whole internet going crazy. Mm-hmm. Courtesy of your boy George Sedano, by the way. Well, well, Sedano tweeted first because Sedano's been on this whole train, although we've got to tell the people, though, because uh, we love George. 
But George is the one who has repeatedly said until this year, I'd rather be the Sixers, right? Remember all those fights he had with you? Oh, yes. So, so we've George, had George, epic George battles. taking Lee in what's happened with Philadelphia is kind of funny to me. But we've talked about this. Like, Embiid and Simmons are not two players you would ever put together. They were put together because they're the two out of the six top five picks that Philadelphia had that worked out. That's why. That's why the two of them were put together. They don't fit, okay? Embiid is incredibly sensitive. We've seen that. I don't have a problem with the crying after losing. It's the other stuff. Even in the locker room here when they lost, you know, the Philly reporters are, are I mean, he, he, the first couple of questions are from a softball, you know, person who works basically for the team, but doesn't ask even the questions, you know, because Jason Jackson has to toe the line, but Jason asks thoughtful, intelligent questions. She was asking these softball questions, and Embiid still tripped all over them and basically said he wasn't getting enough touches in that game against Miami. Um, he can't help himself. So, look, I, I have said all along that this team has the highest ceiling in the East, maybe not anymore with the way Milwaukee's playing, but they have, and they have the lowest floor of all the contenders. And that's even with the way Indiana's played of late, which they can't seem to incorporate all the depot. But let, let's get to the practicality of this right before we close. I mean, Embiid is not a free agent for a while. We know that Pat Riley is going to covet somebody like Joel Embiid. He can't help himself, right? But w- would you even entertain the idea – of making a trade. You have Bam already. Would you even entertain, when as brittle as Embiid has been, as sensitive as he is, but as talented as he is, would you even entertain the idea of trying to trade the Joel Embiid before he becomes a free agent? I mean, of course you entertain the idea, right? Because he is the best big man in the game. I mean, there's there's people out there who, there's Heat fans who will tell you that Bam out of bio is. He's not. Joel Embiid is the best big man in the game. Okay, maybe Jokic. Um, but what what Joel does on the defensive end, I don't care how much he's pouting, what what his attitude is on that end of the floor, he is a he is an absolute monster. Part but part of the problem is you're not going to give up Bam, so I just feel like basketball wise, you run into another Bam Horford situation, where I mean uh, Embiid Horford situation with Bam right. and Embiid. Uh, because you don't want either one of those guys floating around the perimeter the entire time. Now, it works well with Bam and uh, Myers Leonard because Myers Leonard is a very good three-point shooter, and he is he is not a me-first guy where, you know, I, we even had a conversation, uh, I, I, Nikias and I did, with Myers Leonard where he did express that he would like to play more of the traditional five role, be underneath the basket, but he said, at the end of the day, what this need, this team needs for me to do is be on the perimeter and give Bam that space and Butler that space inside. So he does exactly what he has to do, and he and he's super rah-rah. You see him at home tweeting about games like he's part of Heat Twitter. It's amazing. But he'll take that. Yeah, role. I've never seen I've never I've never seen that before. Actually, you know, I've mentioned Myers Leonard retweets more of the stuff in our network than our network guys do. In fact, <laughs> I, I almost feel. Like Myers is uh, like, I'm going to kick out 30 of these people on the network and never retweet anything anybody else produces. Uh, if any of them are listening right now, but, but Myers is out there retweet. Literally. I, I can't tweet anything without Myers retweeting, but he is, he's a super rah rah guy. I was glad to see him stick around and actually we'll see how the season goes, but now they have the flexibility to potentially keep Myers and Derek Jones jr. And Goran Dragic because of what they did this off season. But look, I'm with you on this. Um, I don't think this is real. Uh, I, I think that, to me, what this symbolized is, again, that Jimmy Butler is so deep under Philadelphia fans' skin at this point 
And that's what this is about. I don't think Jimmy thinks he's actually going to get Embiid here. But even he's poked the bear since the beginning of the year. He called Embiid the best player in the league earlier this season. I mean, he's he has put like it's funny. He's friends with Embiid, but he's put kind of a target on his back. And it's just clear that Jimmy didn't really respect Ben Simmons in the same way he didn't respect Andrew Wiggins. I thought last night was funny. There was one time Jimmy just bullied Andrew Wiggins, and I'm thinking, okay, how many times did that happen in practice? <laughs> yeah, but how often did that happen in practice? But I think he's just poking the bear. Like I, I, he knows that they may see them in the first round. I mean, that I think is what we're headed for, one way or the other. And if that's the case, get under the skin now. This is going to be a story in the beginning. I mean, we might see Jamal Embiid slip into the Heat huddle at some point during that first round series. Uh, I like it, but I don't think it's real. That, that's the way I would look at what, it. I, what, I just don't the, think it's real. The, you know. like, like what you're saying, it, the most important part about it and the best part about it to me is the mind games, right? Because if this is going to be a potential first-round matchup, how much does that get? If, if you see Jim, Jimmy and Embiid chummy before a game, and let's say Philly loses a game in Philadelphia – and Jimmy and Embiid are chummy and, and joking around after the game. How upset is that fan base going to get? How inside the head of the other of, of the other Philadelphia 76ers uh, is that mm-hmm. going? So the, the mind games that Jimmy is playing right now, and then the funny thing is Joel feeds into it because, like you said, he can't help himself. So Joel is feeding into these mind games, and it's just funny to me. It's just it's uh it's it's like the it's like the UD uh, quote where he accidentally said cats. <laughs> it's just, it's right. like the, 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 the trail of bodies that Jimmy has left and he's, and he's still walking around kicking them as he goes by. He is just, he, I, I just love the way he, he messes with these other guys, messes with these other teams and messes with their fan base. If you had any bead on Sixers Twitter, they were apoplectic. I mean, the, the whole thing was on fire. It was just amazing to me, just off of a simple Instagram post. He knows what he's doing. Jimmy is uh, – one thing I've learned about Jimmy this season and the way he's dealt with players on his team, and then we're going to close because I'm, I'm in the high traffic area and this is kind of be hard to listen to right now. But uh, once we kind of figured out what Jimmy was about and it was just about winning – the next thing that I figured out with him is that he is kind of an amateur psychologist. I mean, I, I, he, I, he knows what buttons to push with what people we've seen it on this team. I think we've seen it in terms of the fans. And I think we've, we've seen it uh, in terms of the way he's won the fan base over here and the way he's pissed off other fan bases. I think he knows a certain way with the media. And I think that he knows it with his former teammates better than anything. And he knows what buttons to push with Simmons and Embiid. And he knows that, that as much as that was a message for Embiid, it, it's a message for Ben, too. It's like, he doesn't want to play with you. He wants to play with me. Exactly. Uh, I, I just think, I, I think it's great. I think it's great. I think it's great. Uh, and I think we're headed for a 4-5, to be honest. I, I think both teams have their own issues. Um, I just think Toronto has figured it out. Uh, and I think Boston probably settles into that three. So, anyway, check out our website, fivereasonsports.com. The other reason you want to check it out, we've got an all-star shirt out there. It's really cool. Um, and I think if you order it by today, you still have a chance to get it by the weekend, okay, if you, if you rush it. So check that out. And also, obviously, our Tua shirt, all of our Miami Heat shirts are on there. Thanks for joining us. Promise better audio on the next one. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.
Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.